0: Hold open this week. Uh, So, Nick, uh, you might have remembered uh, a while back uh, we talked about something that was a little bit shocking, a little bit jarring. Uh, I don't know. I haven't talked to you about this, though. Do you want to take a guess? I have received a fairly large amount of feedback, like literally by far (laughs) the most amount of feedback I've received uh, from people who I know that watch the show uh about a particular topic uh do you want to take a guess what that was it was from episode oh. 34 2 weeks ago
1: so i i uh i feel like this is half cheating cuz i think you told me a little bit of this last week but is oh. it the the WNBA uh the WNBA No
0: no, no 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 it's not okay. that it's not that Okay talk to but me But it's, it's the other part of the title
1: Oh, well, do you you remember the title title of our episode? I I have to find the title right now. No, I don't remember. Uh,
0: So the title was uh, (laughs) Unread Messages in the WNBA GOAT. I have Ah. received absolute outrage at the number of unread text messages that I have.
1: It's, it's By, unsettling. Jeff. Dude, it would literally give me anxiety. I would like freak out all day long. I don't understand.
0: Um, so it's it's not part of our show. But uh I before we actually got into the show, I did want to acknowledge to all the people who have reached out to me, which again, like I said, uh <laughs> far has outweighed the feedback I've gotten from anything else. Apparently I am well outside of what is okay and acceptable and Nick was correct right to be <laughs> thank you was well well within his rights to be uh like on his guess of 50 messages unread uh to be what should have been an outlier to be literally an order of magnitude more ah. than that was not acceptable. Jeff, we I've usually heard- talk
1: about things that are subjective on this to- on this podcast, <laughs> but I really want to let you know that this is objectively unsettling. I don't like it. It's yes, not okay. That,
0: that that is the reason why I want to have the cold open. It is objectively wrong. I am sorry for all the people that I've not responded to. I am sorry for my phone for having such a terrible terrible badge on my uh, my my messages app. And I will do better. I I'll find a way to do better. I'm probably gonna have to like cl- uh, declare uh, message unread bankruptcy to start over. But from here on out, Nick, I will I will try to do better and not have seven hundred right. some odd unread messages. But with that, Nick, we should probably start the show. Welcome to the year we started a podcast—a podcast born phoenix-like from the ashes of last year's podcast. I am your co-host Jeff,
1: and I am the co-host that will actually answer your text. Nick.
0: Hey, it's like the thing from before the intro. <laughs> that's, that's, Thanks, that's, Nick.
1: Yeah, right there. Yeah,
0: uh, we're a couple of friends that occasionally give people crap over how much they read or don't read. The text <laughs> messages and elected bring a couple things that are fun and interesting to us to the table to talk about. Uh, Nick, I have an intro topic.
1: Okay, tell me the intro topic. This
0: this intro topic is about the 4th of July. This episode will come out uh, the day after the 4th of July. For all hey. of our international listeners who definitely don't know what the 4th of July is for sure because I are definitely
1: not, that <laughs> Hold on. I have a feeling that no matter which quarter of the globe that you reside, in, that you know about uh, America's America's we, freedom day.
0: Why, why is that, Nick? Why Why would the entire world know about our Freedom Day? Are we, are we a little bit forward with it?
1: I no, I don't know what you're talking about. No idea. No idea. It's just that everyone loves freedom. So you know, why would you everybody not Everybody loves – I think across the globe,
0: everybody always keeps their tab on when we call our our time to uh, eat hot dogs and blow things up. Exactly. Uh, so, Okay, Nick, 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 I need to know like I want to know about your 4th of July history. Any any particular stories that stand out or anything interesting about the 4th of July? July? Cuz I have a story. And I feel like it's pretty good, but I want to okay. give you I want to give you first shot at it.
1: Okay, so um I don't have any particularly 4th of July relevant stories. Um I uh but my dad's birthday is 4th of July. So like I've always celebrated it, it. like I, we've always had family Interesting. Uh, yeah. My father-in-law's
0: uh, birthday is uh, April Fool's Day, which, I don't know, <laughs> not re- related to the anecdote, but uh, it's a holiday-ish. So, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. I like that. I just, I'm just
1: picturing everybody having to prank this guy for his whole life, and he's just like a 60-year-old man now, just like, please, <laughs> just one birthday, just, just one. one birthday. No, uh, so, yeah, we always we always did uh, like barbecues and, uh, you know, I had a pool at some points in my life and we did like pool parties and stuff like that. Uh, I have always relatively gotten along with and enjoyed uh, Father, or Father's Day. Wow. Uh, Fourth of July because of that. Um, my funniest one of these is that on some, one of these, I have a sister who is one year younger than me. And as, uh, you know, adolescents, we clashed a lot, but not like in a, any like insidious or terrible way, just like we argued about nothing all the time. And I don't remember what we were arguing about, but like one time, my dad was like sitting with a margarita by the pool, like petting the dog, and we were like fighting, and wanted his input on something. He's like, "I just don't care today. Today I don't care. I don't care at all." He just walked away.
0: I tell you what, as as a dad with growing kids, I relate to
1: that on a spiritual level. I know. I know. It's so good. It's so good. Like I,
0: I just got the the. Two and four year olds, but like I can already tell you, oh my gosh! Yeah, like oh man, (laughs) I there there will be days where I will just not care. Right, right. Oh man, that is awesome.
1: My dad is not that guy at all. He's very like outspoken. He's very opinionated. But just I can picture, I can still remember him like standing next to the golden retriever with a freaking margarita in hand by a pool. Like (laughs) what? No, I don't care today.
0: Oh man! So my my story is gonna feel like a very not Fourth of July story at all for a little bit. Uh, So you're just gonna stick with me here, and also, so here's mine's not at
1: all either, right? Like, but yeah, no, it's okay. I
0: so here's the thing. I like I said before, uh, probably (laughs) multiple times. I start to forget what all we've talked about on the podcast, what we've talked about as friends, or what we've not talked about at all. But uh, yeah,
1: it it all blurs together.
0: It all blurs together, uh, and I have a terrible memory, anyways. But anyways. This is an interesting story. Uh, It doesn't necessarily tie into 4th of July at first, but it definitely has a tie in at the end. Uh, We went to Colorado most years uh, after I was probably like 10 or so, like we went every year. And actually, now as I'm telling this, like this feels like I've talked about it on the podcast before, but it would have been really, really. You early told on. a
1: couple of uh, a couple of Colorado stories, but I'm really excited for you to go on a, like a 20 minute uh, ride just for it to be something from episode one. So continue, please.
0: Okay. Well, <laughs> no, I think I almost certainly have, and I'm so sorry for repeating this for the I don't know three people who have oh, listened no. to the episode. I'm just gonna go, Nick. We're just gonna fly into it as if Do I have not told it Do before. Your thing. Okay. So Do your thing. we had gotten married, uh, like literally that summer and we're going on a vacation with my parents the uh the like like it would have been like well, maybe 3 weeks afterwards and i i grew up in the in the country my entire life and so like getting ticks on us was like no big deal and mm-hmm. i got had a tick bite the or i had a tick on me like a week before And it got a little bit red, which was kind of unusual for me. But, like, again, still, like, not – like, having a tick was not a very rare occurrence at all for us. Uh, Again, having grown up in the country and (laughs) spending our time is running through the weeds uh, in the Midwest. But my wife, having not gone through all that, really, really pushed for me to go to the doctor. And so did my mom as well before we were going to go on our trip to Colorado. And so I did. uh, And – to make sure that I didn't have Lyme's disease or something else or whatever other things that ticks can give you, they gave me some medication that apparently I was allergic to. And okay. yeah, I had really, really bad, uh, acidic, uh, acid reflux, uh, from the medication Oof. and so bad that it burned my esophagus. It got to the, like, it was so Yikes. bad that I Tough. could not, I could not, uh, or drink anything without pain. And, I'll tell you one thing for, for starters. You do not realize how much you, in your day-to-day that yeah, you swallow your you own swallow. spit. Like just, it is it is wild.
1: I I have to tell you, I am pretty sure you've told this story I, uh, to me. I'm not sure if it was on the podcast. I feel like it was. But <laughs> I it feel doesn't matter. It's like, still been, like I'm still in pain right now thinking I've, I've about been, like I don't like, want to
0: – I, I like I'll be completely honest. I'm having a hard time telling the story because like as I'm telling it, like I, I I feel the <laughs> microphone in front of me. I feel me editing it. Like I know for sure that I've told this story before, <laughs> but it's a Fourth of July story. And here's why it's a Fourth of July story. So, uh, anyways, super bad acid reflux. I ended up burning the my esophagus uh, and ended up having like basically my entire esophagus was an esophageal ulcer. <laughs> like oh no. I, I I could not eat or drink uh, anything without pain. I ended up only being able to eat uh, applesauce for a very long time uh, and then ended up graduating to like really, really light things like uh, bread and rice and stuff like that. Uh, In the the middle of like when I was literally only able to eat applesauce, we had – uh, the 4th of July. And before that, I like, I was planning on cooking various things, helping grill for the 4th of July party that we're having, which also feels like such a, like, I'm super excited to have the 4th of July now that we can be with family again. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Go grill for more than the, the, my wife and two kids that don't ever eat my food anyways. Um, but, but no, anyway, so I was going to help grill and I grill, help grilled all this food and I, there is a particular thing that I am a sucker for, and I don't know why it's been like a Fourth of July th- thing that I am excited for every year. But um, some bacon wrapped jalapeno stuffed with like this cream cheese stuff, and, like grilling that, like oh, it's so flippin' good. I'm I'm such a sucker for it. That and, sounds
1: super good to be honest.
0: And I'll tell you what, Nick. Grilling your favorite, like, little appetizer when you can only drink applesauce as your food <laughs> yeah, is yeah. like the most painful thing ever. You and told so, me a story
1: because I remember how <laughs> so crappy that would be. Oh, my God. Oh,
0: man. Like, I uh, it just. At this thing where you're grilling what is, like, the most delicious thing to you and then to only <laughs> be able to eat a little applesauce uh-huh. and just – but, man, it was not, not an enjoyable experience knowing that there was, like, no chance in the next couple of weeks that I was even going to be able to swallow anything. Oh, uh, for sure. It was remotely solid. So you uh, – ju- we just talked about how I've re- – we've talked about the thing and uh, before on the podcast and now I've, like, rehashed it. But Nick, we've talked about Doritos before. We have you...
1: talked about Doritos before. Yeah, this is separate.
0: I think it was black pepper Doritos was the one I was talking about. Where I like, think so. I Thought it was like the greatest flavor that's all forgotten forever because we are never gonna make it again. Okay. Uh, okay. Tell me about Doritos. Question
1: so, mark. So real quick, uh, do, what is what do you think of as like your your go to? Is that like your favorite snack of snack food that you can think of? What's your like go to snack food like? crappy junk food snack
0: food just like in, like if i were to go to my pantry right now and pick out what i mean not is, even
1: that like I, I don't know if you know what i mean but how you have like the guilty road trip food that you're just like hey i'm on a road trip it's fine it doesn't matter what it is it's, just, it's fine I, i'm gonna have this
0: well my road trip thing is sunflower seeds of any sort but I if i fair. if i were to go to like i can i don't care about the calories i'm gonna eat my favorite snack food yeah cool cool ranch doritos all the way <laughs> see <laughs>
1: i don't I, I, know I, why Doritos are super good they are I, I think i'm i think i lead a little harder on funyuns, but i mean it's not it's not a oh, big difference flip. Funions. Funions. Oh. i know fun onion treats sir They're why are they so treat. good i don't why know are they so good well i'm i've learned it so um so there is a lot to this uh the, the, like this whole doritos crap but i won't go too deep into it but do you know that like snack food is made with like science in mind like they do studies on crap like they uh, doritos did is study with uh mris to see how brains respond to certain ca- types of food and certain one types okay, of okay, okay
0: okay 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 <laughs> okay so like one yes that is absolutely ridiculous but two nick one of our favorite topics is talking about the psychology behind the, the reason why freaking brands are so effective on us and honestly it shouldn't be that surprising at this point to us I, like
1: i completely agree uh, <laughs> that,
0: that, I mean, but that is crazy. Like, oh, man.
1: Jeff, I'm just going to go down... Instead of, I, I thought about like how can I d- make this a Nick topic that like I make uh that I tell you all these like interesting things from a couple of different articles and whatever else about this, uh. But really, I found like this one perfect article by Business Insider that breaks down the addictiveness and ways that uh that are the the ways that Doritos in particular are incredibly addictive. They are like this uh this one food scientist who wrote an article uh or not an article a book titled why humans like junk food uh has chosen doritos as like his perfect snack or whatever the hell uh and this article does the best breakdown of like the five uh articles i found on this subject so i'm just gonna go through a couple of real quick points for you here and we're i I just like i i feel deceived And also, as I read it, and every every article, one of these that I read, I wanted Doritos more and more as I was going through. I'll Uh, tell you what,
0: Nick. While you're talking, I'm not going to lie to the listeners. I am googling addicting foods, and I am convinced that (laughs) this is this is a thing. So, yeah, go ahead.
1: Oh, also, I I just want to say that um, this is what my like takeaway from all of this is that I am abdicating all responsibility for my eating habits from now on. It's not my fault. I have been outfunded. I have been outnumbered. <laughs> it's not my fault. I can't be held responsible. <laughs> I don't know why it's so funny to think of you as being outfunded. <laughs> Where's the line, Jeff? <laughs> that hit me just the right way. Look, <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm like, I've been beaten. I, I can I can take my L, okay? I'm right. to,
0: I, like, <laughs> I can't I can't let it go.
1: It's
0: like say saying... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. So yes, you you. you now that I've been uh, outfunded by, by be, Lace. <laughs> as if any brand that is able to spend more marketing than you are into anti-marketing
1: has outfunded <laughs> you. Oh my god! It's just like I, I mean, it's like look. you have
0: like some butler that like curates your <laughs> <laughs> intake of anything. Damn it, Watson, I told you,
1: I told you to put more. I pay, pay into I the paid you well. <laughs>
0: Oh gosh! Okay, sorry. Oh my gosh. man! The no. thought of being outfunded by marketing things. Yeah, okay. you know
1: me. I'm like sitting here in a lab. I got. I've I purchased oh, a couple of, of scientists' uh, time to uh, help me try to <laughs> alter my flavor profile, and it's just not working. My taste bud profile. I don't know what the You what just the hell. you
0: just don't have the backing. I you don't. don't have the capital. Okay, <laughs>
1: it's not a fair fight, Jeff. It's not a fair oh, fight. Oh my gosh. Okay, so here's the breakdown. Uh, point one intoxicating flavor that red powder is high in salt and sugar two major pleasure sol- solutes <laughs> and loaded with flavor boosters like msg to sodium uh whatever the hell isonite, tonight uh onis- i don't know and something else not to mention garlic romano cheese cheddar cheese and more so that's just a breakdown of the crap that's in there yep, yep. uh next we've got uh mouthwatering magic the powder also contains acids, buttermilk solids, lactic acid, and citric acid that trigger the release of saliva. That's pleasurable in itself, and also a factor that makes everything taste better. Literally, everybody in the room, as soon as uh, the the specific scents that are on uh, that come off of it, are the kinds of scents that are designed to make your your mouth, uh your mouth uh salivate, and it literally makes people hungry just being in the room when you open a bag of Cheetos. Or uh, uh, Doritos. It's like literally scientifically designed.
0: That that explains a lot right now.
1: (laughs) It doesn't? And as you're thinking about it, Jeff. Oh, my God. Okay. High dynamic contrast your brain is excited by the sensation of biting into a hard substance that quickly dissolves Mm. this is also an example of vanishing caloric density where food seems to disappear in your mouth tricking your brain into wanting more which perfectly encapsulates me i tell jen all the time the only snacks i like are crunchy i'm like i just can you can you find like nuts or something that are crunchier or something Mm. i don't know like it's stupid my dumb brain my stupid lizard brain is like get the crunchies nick get the crunchies it makes it good (laughs)
0: <laughs> I, I, so I've stopped looking at the internet and I have four things here that I feel like uh, are the same thing. And I'll tell you what, Nick, so far you've basically described them all despite not knowing what they are. Uh-huh. uh but I'm yeah i'm excited keep...
1: to find out what they are
0: <laughs> okay yeah we'll, we'll get there but yeah keep going keep going
1: perfect ratio of fat your brain likes fat and 12 milligrams per serving is a good start your brain also likes when around <laughs> half of the calories come from fat according to witherly and doritos nails it with 70 out of 140 that contributes uh, to the, the meltiness of it by the way like it dissolves really quickly and like it's not it doesn't stay hard in your mouth it contributes to like the, the, the art, different article told me that um and it's it's a really evil little c- uh compound there or a compounding factor there. Uh, cookie vore compounds. It has been theorized that humans evolved to crave compounds found in cooked food. If so, then Doritos, come, then Doritos with corn that is toasted and then fried in oil is just what we're looking for. The cheese effect. Cheese is delicious when digested. It also releases a casomorphin, a compound that slows digestion, stimulates fat intake, and may even have a narcotic effect. Cheese is like one of the most addictive uh, types of food. Um, People who uh, eat a lot of cheese have, uh, and it's one of these other things that I read, have uh, similar effects in their brain, like similar responses in their brain to seeing cheesy food and eating cheesy food that people who are on drugs have. Okay. (laughs) Okay. That's like one of the the MRI (laughs) things. That's not good. I don't like that. (laughs) Let me let
0: me twist that into a little less twisted version of that. Uh Katie and I were uh like doing some uh meal planning stuff and we were talking about the things that like we liked but the kids would never eat in a million years. And uh What we had to do, though, with the things they would not eat was think of things that they would like as, like, kind of an easy alternative that we could do in addition to the things that we were eating. And, Nick, it was, like, freaking – lineup of things that were cheese like quesadilla (laughs) mac and cheese it was just like all like everything was cheese based like it was very very concerning the amount of cheese that our kids just naturally like it doesn't matter what you make if they if it has a certain amount of cheese in it they flip and love the dang thing
1: yes um i I will give uh uh, my parents credit for my my development and that they did not uh they didn't like get me addicted to cheese i'm like that's one of my few ways that i'm good with food is that i'm not like i don't need cheese on everything i don't like burgers with cheeses as much just because i i'm trying to tell myself yeah. not to have as cheese and crap but oh my god i get it when i have freaking doritos i'm like yeah yeah, yeah i could <clears throat> i could just eat doritos forever yeah. yeah like doritos are fine let's do doritos okay so half
0: half my things have cheese on them
1: see <laughs> uh long hang time flavors like garlic onions and cheese spread fast particularly when they're found in ca- fat calories and especially when mixed with saliva and warmed up in the mouth this conditions your brain to crave the food and inc- can incite cravings in anyone in the room uh the other thing with this is that the garlic the amount of gar- like the garlic they have is uh like the the garlic salt i think it is um it doesn't matter but it's uh garlic in general is very good at like staying uh having staying power to keep you wanting to continue eating more because it stays uh, uh like the scent lingers just a little bit longer and you know like scent is related to both memory and also flavor so like as you're eating it having a little bit of garlic on there even if you can barely taste the garlic on cheetos or doritos sorry i keep saying cheetos um even if you can barely taste it on doritos you're still craving more food because you have this scent this flavor yep. in your mouth and your, yep. your nose it's good um that Genesequa, a complex mix of flavors known as non-specific aroma quality keeps your brain from getting bored also good you, you don't want your brain to get bored of the cheat of the doritos while you're eating them or uh, anything
0: just yep. ask social media <laughs>
1: yeah uh, the, the the thing the, you know how like you get the Dorito dust. The Dorito dust is mm. on purpose. The stuff on your fingers is five to six times more concentrated than the stuff on the chip that says "Witherly." Your brain gets a pleasure explosion when you lift it off. They literally could have made it cleaner and easier, but it is good for them that they get some of it on your hands, so that you get a taste of it. That's like super concentrated. You're like, oh yeah, baby! <laughs> oh yeah, let's
0: let's go more. <laughs> I let's know that's a really good
1: sound for me that I should totally make on my podcast. <laughs> mm, yeah, that's let's all I got. Let's do it. I, there's there's more to this. There's all right, MRI Nick, studies. Four things. Like, Ready,
0: go. What do you think one thing pick one uh, you, need, you have three okay that's not one yeah you, you got two more shots
1: wait, wait, wait. so what What are the are these just like snacks just like addictive snacks
0: uh, addictive snacks yeah
1: uh mac and cheese nope
0: that's not a snack that's a meal nick oh, ask okay. my kids
1: uh that's fair um crap i don't know uh addictive snacks they have some of them have cheeses some of them have, are crunchy um and they're not cheetos um they're not you've literally
0: I, almost said the word like four times for one of them uh, uh don't think about it too much just go what's freedom? Addicting... nope
1: i i got nothing then okay I, i'm, I'm out of yeah, here I'm, I'm terrible
0: shame on you okay so the first thing that i wrote that i felt like fell into this category is cheese it's cheez it's oh, to be yes. ridiculously ridiculously i bet you
1: they're doing similar stuff like in smaller oh you doses know of... they are yeah, you know yeah they are
0: um all right, let's go to the sweet side. I'm not much of a sweet person, but there is a particular I sweet that. thing that I can't not be addicted to. Like, it's just, I got I got hooked early on in the life, and it's just what it is, what it is. Like, <laughs> if I ever have life, one. You,
1: know, <laughs> you say that? Like, you're like a up. drug addict who, like, got involved <laughs> in, like, like, into, like, a gang or something.
0: <laughs> no, I, and I'm curious to see if you feel the same way, but, like, freaking dude, or, Oreos. Oh, Oreos. F- Oreos are bad. Oh, yeah, Oreos are bad. Like, it's It's a bad deal. Like, if I see an Oreo and it needs eaten, which is to I, say, I, any Oreo.
1: Right, right, exactly. It's, like, one of those ones that you just are never going to pass up, right? Like, if there's, a, if there's a container of Oreos, I don't even know what they're in. They're not cartons, Like but it doesn't matter. If there's a sleeve of Oreos, you're just like, oh, okay, you know, I'll take, I'll take three or seven. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Dude,
0: I, I literally remember when I was, like, first moved out, I bought some Oreos, and I, I swear there were probably times where I freaking cleared like two two, <laughs> <laughs> two rows because like, 100%. oh man, it's just, it, it is so flipping good. I'm pretty um, sure
1: the freshman 15 is not because of like anything except for like, yeah, yeah, yeah I, I get to choose. I go grocery <laughs> shopping now.
0: <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get more we'll to that here on. in a second. We will get to very much a culprit of that. Um, <laughs> uh, next thing on my list uh, that I put down is definitely more on the savory side and it is a particular weak spot for me uh and it is french fries of any sort (laughs) yeah
1: oh yeah french fries are bad man
0: do you have a a favorite french fry
1: um i really like um certain not all i feel like they're more inconsistent but the good ones are better uh sweet potato fries I know that's probably, like, okay. a bougie answer, but, like, I try to do, do sweet potato fries at a lot of places, and if you can get them, like, a little crispy without getting them burned, that is super good.
0: My favorite fry is the Arby's Curly Fry. <laughs> and oh,
1: fair. I, oh, man,
0: like, it's not a very high-quality <laughs> restaurant, per se, but, like, I don't <laughs> know. Like, it has cemented itself in my brain at a young age as, like, just a beautiful, beautiful thing, and, but, you know, I, I do like sweet potato fry, too.
1: I've had very little Arby's in my life, but I do think I've had, yeah, I I do think, I I think it's probably just mostly opportunity, (laughs) but but I do think, I think I remember liking their curly fries a lot.
0: Oh, Um, they're so flipping good.
1: For, for our, our listeners who might be close to In-N-Outs, because uh, In-N-Outs get a lot of ra- a bad uh, rap for their French fries, uh, the trick of, uh, of all tricks. And, Jeff, I need your opinion on this a little bit. I'm, I'm going to derail this whole this whole podcast with just yep. talking about mm-hmm. nonsense. How do you feel about asking for special things at fast food places that you know I think would you're take going
0: them? You're going to talk about animal-style
1: fries? Is no, that no, no, no. that is
0: that In-N-Out or is that yeah, different?
1: Yeah, In-N-Out's animal-style fries. Animal-style okay. fries are fine uh um, but okay. not my jam but okay i'm talking about if you order fries well done from in and out they're so much better they're so so much better it's it's ridiculous how much better they are um and no one will ask you it will tell you to get them well done it's, but like i had a coworker who was like uh, who's like swore by it got it with him i i, I Nick, can't go back i
0: i will not ask for a burger without pickles if i don't want pickles because i don't like to ask people to do things <laughs> outside the normal order so the thought of asking people to do something that is like not a normal option on the food because like asking <laughs> to have not pickles on your hamburger or whatever is like not a big deal like that's probably a really normal thing i assume but like to say like i want my fries extra fried like i don't
1: well, okay so like my my thought process with this is it doesn't ever seem to take any longer to get my food and i understand that it gets it's it's still probably inefficient relative to just like picking up some of the fries out of the massive amount of fries they're probably cooking at all times. But, like, I can't take that much longer. It can't be that inconvenient. I I, I don't feel... I, I feel really bad for justifying it away, but, but still.
0: I just... I... I'm such an anti-confrontational type person. Or it's not even confrontational. I'm like I'm, I'm such a anti-disrupting the normal flow of a person's day-to-day that it's like so hard for me to get over that. Uh, it's very – I don't know. It's, it's baked in my into mind. my DNA.
1: In my mind you're at a restaurant like I mean if you if you don't mind cooking the the thing on the menu I really do apologize <laughs> that I, <laughs> <you're going. laughs>
0: I I don't want this steak rare if you don't mind cooking it to a nice medium that'd be fine but if you need it to be rare that's fine too Oh my god All right Nick my last thing I recently got pizza rolls for my kids uh for the first this is the ah, first time mistakes. I've had pizza rolls mistakes and probably It's gotta be. I mean, it has gotta be at least 10 years. Like, it's been a good flipping decade but nick they are still to this day packed with the most amazing flavor ever. <laughs> I don't know how they do this. Like apparently I'm the most uh, unsophisticated person on the planet because I I've had lots of good food. I have, you know, lots of things that I like, but there is still nothing better than a stupid flipping pizza roll. They should be served at every restaurant that is Claiming to provide an exemplary uh, dining experience because my goodness, are pizza rolls so good. Have you had pizza rolls, Nick?
1: I have not had pizza rolls. I'm just picturing you. Okay, I'm picturing Nick. No, I know. You've
0: Uh, never had pizza rolls?
1: No, no. Nick, I'm the worst.
0: We are recording a podcast that means nothing. (laughs) You're here living your life, (laughs) knowing full well that you could go have a pizza roll right now. For like I, three dollars, Nick. I we, know.
1: I know. Yeah. We can.
0: We our podcast can pay for it. You could go buy the pizza rolls <laughs> on, on on the podcast dollar. This
1: is what the Patreon is for, Nick.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Patreon dot forward slash ty was that please support oh, making buying a uh, Patreon supported pizza oh, roll. Oh my god, Nick. Okay, please can uh, I understand that it's not healthy and like I,
1: you live in I, I California will, will, where everybody
0: I, is healthy? Can you please just spend three well, dollars? You
1: you've seen me. I'm not <laughs> bull crap. You bike no, no, no. more than I, I do, sleep but, in a day. I do, but I also eat a lot of Funyuns. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, well, okay. For the sake of the podcast, can you please, for the love can, of all things give, holy, I will,
1: go- I will, I will, I uh, will report back. I will, I will. Okay.
0: And just submit your receipt to uh our accountants and we will make sure <laughs> that that, that is tax, the tax deductible right three dollars. Tax deductible pizza rolls. <laughs> You're the worst. You're the Nicholas, worst. please. Like they come in a pack of like thirty or something like that. You don't need to eat thirty. I like I understand we're grown adults, but like Nick, please put I will frickin' I will. twelve of those. I will. I, will. I mean have have I, some ranch ready if you're the sort of so, person who likes ranch. So
1: so here's here's uh my thing. I I really don't like tomato sauce in large oh, amounts. And I, okay. So I, I picture these as, like I've always visually seen them and thought like ah oh, it's too much tomato sauce for me. But it's I, not. I, I, it's well, not. Okay. It's
0: not. Try okay. it. Just try okay. it. It's it's okay. It's okay.
1: Okay. I I'm down. I I will uh I will indulge. Uh, I, you don't really have to pitch me this hard. Like you're saying this all like like I'm like ah oh, you know me I. I just can't really do pizza stuff, Jeff. I can't really do that. Like, I just oh, I gotta... need you
0: to know that I'm serious. Uh, I know. So, I'll,
1: I'm. I'm down. I'm down.
0: Text me if you have any questions, Nick. You have my number. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, I talked about last week when we went to Oklahoma City and I sprinted into a uh, chained off area and as, made a fool as of we myself. Do. As we but always do. As as everybody does at some point in their life. I spent a lot of time golfing. My wife has gotten really into golf, which has been super cool. It's a nice outdoor activity to do. And uh, so we've had a lot of fun doing that. I think I mentioned that last week. I'm not sure. But now I definitely have. Yes. Um, she's also quite good at it. Like significantly better than I was at the number of hours that, uh, she's spent on it than I have. Uh, but what I did not anticipate was we bought Mario Golf uh, when it came out on the 25th, so like five days ago. And I spend a lot of time playing it because I've loved Mario Golf. Did you play Mario Golf back in the day? Back when I it was, did.
1: Uh, on, uh, all right. I, on GameCube, Game right? GameCube, Game- yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, I love the heck out of that game. And so when I found out it was coming to Switch, uh, like I was so, so ready to play that. And uh, so I played a lot. I played maybe, I don't know, six, seven hours or so on their little solo mission thing that you can do. And uh, me and Avrin had a lot of fun playing it. But since Katie and I have been playing golf in the real life, uh, she was, she occasionally likes a good video game. And so we decided that we were going to play together. And, uh, Turns out the whatever genes she has to be good at uh, golf in real life, uh, just naturally has translated into being super good at video game golf as well. And so we were playing, and the very first game we played like the mode where like you play. Like, whoever wins the hole wins the hole. Like, you don't worry about the number of points under par or anything like that. Like, it's just you win the hole, you get plus one. If you lose the hole, you get nothing. Uh, Right. Because it's just like a basic, like, it basically is less punishing if, like, you have a really bad hole. You don't want to, like, have somebody get, you know, plus five over par or something like that and then not even have the rest of the game be interesting. So, that's what I thought would be a fun thing to do for us. Well, so we did that and she won. uh, And then we played again the next night. And she was kind of in a little bit of a hurry because we – like she needed to go do some work stuff. But we had a little bit of time. So we're like, well, maybe we'll play a game or two and we'll just do best two out of three holes. Uh, And so on the first one, we – I won one. She won one. What happens on these sorts of things is you typically end up drawing enough times that, like, you play, like, actually, like, five or six holes until somebody wins one. Because if you get – if you both score par, for example, like, nobody goes up on the other person. That makes sense. Yeah. And so I've played a a fair amount of it, and that's normally how it works. Well, uh, like I said, I won one, she won one, and then we did the third one, and uh, I hit it super close to the hole, and she – Sunk a hole in one, which <laughs> I have played this entire time, and have not gotten even significantly close to being able to hit a hole in one, and like it is, as a as a competitive person, it is to say the least a little bit. Uh,
1: did you feel a li- Did felt, you feel a little beaten up? Did you feel a little masculated I, there? I felt
0: a. Al- <laughs> Yeah, that's a good way to put it. I a little <laughs> emasculated. Uh, having played this game for like six hours, she's picked it up for like thirty minutes. <laughs> it's a hole in one. <laughs> Again, not even, not just any hole in one. A hole in one to like it's a walk off hole in one. <laughs> like, oh my
1: god. Um, like, oh, do I win then? Yeah, do I win? Is that right? Oh, I mean, I just—I've only been playing for thirty minutes. I don't really know. I've only been
0: playing for thirty. 30- <laughs> Honestly, it was exactly like that. Anyway, so like, okay, well, you—we finished that one so quick. We'll play one more. Uh, and how it went was, we tied the first hole. We tied the second hole. I hit the third hole again, and was literally like two inches away from the the cup. Again, by far the best that I've ever hit. And she freaking hit a hole in one a second time, and I just walked away <laughs> like, like I can't do like, what the frick? How is that you even just, possible? You should, you should retire. It's, it's I done did.
1: Done. I did. I called.
0: I called Mr. Nintendo, and I told him like, you guys have this game, and it is not Bro, fair. Hey. Like it's not—it's not equitable, and I'm not playing. I'm done. I'm retired
1: from Mario Golf. She's she's outfunded you. It's not your fault. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, oh you idiot. My God. No, it's just she apparently has. I, I like the, the golf gene is strong within her. It's like, what, what's the star Wars thing? M- mitochondria or whatever the, it is. <laughs> the
1: She's got the <laughs> midichlorians advantage. It's not fair. It's it not fair. fair. I don't know
0: how it happened, but I, I've enjoyed golf like my entire adult life. And even before, and I have watched like 70 million thousand golf videos over the years. And I have never been shown up so bad in golf stuff. And, yeah. uh, and to have it translate into the other thing that I love so much, which is video games, like the, the crossover. <laughs> Nick, Nick, you know, like I love me some video games and trying to be good. I do. And to just be completely shown up. Nick, I played that GameCube stupid freaking Mario Golf like a bazillion times. And I maybe got two hole-in-ones the hundred hours I played that dumb game and i oh to have that be outdone in 45 minute period from a person who has never like played a switch game in her life aside from a couple exceptions like i just she just
1: like walks up to the freaking uh, the freaking <laughs> I love it, dude. I love it. You like, never here, seen this in anything else.
0: It's like I'm the and I inherited this from my dad and I love you very much, Dad. I can't help from like giving advice on like how to do things. And like to oh, give yeah. advice and to see her like do bad at the advice that I gave, but then freaking plop it in for a hole in one. It's like it, it is beyond humiliating. Like why why do I even try
1: with anything? Like, I just Why do you I, do anything at all? That's I a mean, good question. I've been I mean, asking myself that. <laughs>
0: It's just... oh, that's so oh, it's so bad. It's so bad, Nick.
1: I'm very sorry, Jeff. That's really, really funny. <laughs> <laughs> what you what you got about books, Nick? Um, I just wanted to say, show this because I wanted to uh, hold myself accountable to it because I've been trying to start this dumb book, but uh, I started reading um a. Uh, a murder mystery novel have do you hey, like me you too like, yeah do you like that genre because i do a lot no even though it's i very don't self- <laughs> no you don't okay okay it's, not, it's I, not my thing i haven't i haven't read that many but every murder mystery that i read i always really enjoy like um agatha christie i really like uh i mean uh, she's the easy classic or whatever um, I no
0: idea who that is but yeah i trust no, you uh
1: agatha christie read or uh, wrote um what did she write? She wrote, uh, and then there was, and then there was none, or then there was one. Um, oh, okay. And uh, I know a what that other... means for sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she. Uh, come on. I, I'm terrible for not knowing uh, more of her. Uh, I'm, I'm looking it up because I'm awful. She's like the murder mystery novel. And then there were none. Okay. Um, da, da, da da da. I don't know. She's written a lot. That's the answer. It is a lot, a lot, a lot of uh, books. Okay, but, books though. What do you like? <laughs> Regardless. So I started a book um, called The Seven and a Half Murders of uh, Evelyn Hardcastle. Uh, and I really freaking like it. And it's really? kind of, okay. yeah, it's, it's a little weird because it's like a sci, it's like sci-fi meets classical murder mystery, like a hundred pages in. I'm like, All right, I think it's sci-fi or I'm not really sure. Uh, like a hundred pages in, I was like, wait a second, does this have like, some kind of like spiritual and or fi- sci-fi element. What's going on here? And it's not really clear to me what it is yet. I kind of think sci-fi. Um, I don't want to give it away in case anyone ever wants to read it. Uh, because it's it's only hundred pages in out of I think it's a three hundred page book. Uh, that it kind of introduces a a topic, but it, it's it's very funny because it's like instantly like Agatha Christie meets this other movie, and I was like, and I basically got even more into it. I was enjoying it. It was charming. It was fun.
0: No, it's crazy that we're talking about uh, murder mysteries. I think I've listened. Well, so Katie and I, when we went on our uh, 10-year anniversary trip, we listened to a murder mystery, I guess on the surface is what you would call it, uh, novel on audiobook uh, while we were driving. Um, it was Where the crawdad Sing. Have you heard or what listened or read that book?
1: Jeff, I just Wait. read this. Wait, you just read this? Yeah, like uh, a couple months ago. Did we talk about it on the podcast or in I th- person? I think so. Nicholas, I think so, yeah, Nicholas. Did it we really actually good. do it? Yeah, it was really good,
0: right? Did we listen? Are you sure we talked about it on the podcast?
1: No, not po- not sure that we re- talked about it on the co- podcast. I don't think we did. It's, I, it's I... really hard. Most of my books are recommendations from uh, a friend, and then from Hayden, uh, and then yeah, uh, I my sister reads a ton, so I talk about books with both of them a lot so i feel bad because i may have talked about it with you i may have talked about it in passing i may have talked about it with you a lot i don't know i talked about it too much (laughs) not too much but
0: what were your thoughts reading it
1: um so i didn't think it was necessarily saying anything that i hadn't heard uh or not hadn't heard but it's not kind of like in the in a broader spectrum of things that I've encountered like as a, as concepts about like how women interact with men and how like that stuff or how women are taken advantage of by men. But it said it in a really profound way. Um, I thought it was really, really tragic in a lot of ways and uh, spoke about power structures a lot and how they're just kind of rough and unfair, not just because of like a, a gender imbalance, but because of just, you know, life. Uh and I thought it was a really interesting look at a time a time in place in America that is kind of not talked about that much.
0: Like it is only on the surface a murder mystery like that's not the intention of the entire book for sure. Um but it I mean it has murder mystery as the core plot
1: element. I I or- really enjoyed that because I really enjoyed that it was like um like some novels are or not some novels some stories are trying to do uh, like a fusion of different genres. I I almost feel like it's um like the second half is a murder mystery almost, or like maybe like just even like the last third or whatever is like a well murder mystery.
0: you yeah it is like and it's really interesting how it does it because at the beginning you like it, it like it does introduce the mystery of the murder, mm-hmm. but you don't even give a flying flip about it at all because you don't know all the characters and then it is a very like and I will say anybody who wants to read it, it is a very slow build. I mean, yeah, it is, it's it's be- it's beautiful in the sense of like how everything is described and like just the the nature around the the scenes that are being uh, described. It is uh, an interest interesting beginning, but it is not by any means thrilling. Like fast Yeah,
1: uh, yeah. And, and that's something I would I would give to the the author is uh, she she like I I don't know the last time I like got swept up in prose. Do you know what I mean? I I yeah. don't know the last yeah. time that I read something and was like. Wow, that's just like a, a brilliant description like a, a eloquent beautiful uh imagery and that's where it, like I think it's like maybe its strongest point is just the imagery it really takes you into the moment and the feeling of the of the area and the connection to the the book is very much concerned with a uh, a rural area in North Carolina and uh, and the girl's connection to the land there and it's a uh, it's it's super good at, at getting you connected so. Let me say this before we switch off the topic. Um, I gotta stay connected to this one, but you should check out uh, if you're if you're looking for a relatively easy, like relatively fun read. Uh, uh, you should check out uh, Seven and a Half Deaths of Evelyn Hardcastle 2. It's very, very charming. Already, uh, the characters are just fun. Like, I already, like, you know, there's just characters that you're like, oh, that guy's a, I I already hate this guy. <laughs> I already, well, I just don't want to root against him. He's on the screen for five seconds. I don't care. He's the worst. And it's good. It's good. For
0: sure. For sure. Okay. So, given the fact that we've talked about everything and then some, we should probably call this good uh, we are uh, going to go uh, record our Patreon only podcast the year we start another podcast we talk a lot about NBA stuff these days but probably some other stuff here soon uh, as the NBA stuff only has a few more weeks left Nick o- yeah, only, only, only so much left. longer until we enter into the non-NBA uh, era of the year we started another podcast if you want to check that out you can go to patreon.com forward slash Tywasap uh, you can also figure that out at uh, tywasap.com
1: And you can also follow us at WhatsApp on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, not Snapchat. Not
0: Snapchat. Yep. Not Snapchat. Nick, uh, thank you so much for potting with me.
1: You're welcome. This has been the year we started the podcast. Thank you for listening.